Hi, I want to share with you a story I gave and I told in a video that I did on my Facebook page. Um, this story, it starts off talking about a young warrior, a young warrior and he's in a faraway land and he is studying to be a very great fighter and a very great warrior. This young warrior is always told by his master, you must find the great teacher. His master tells him, I am not the great teacher, but you must find the great teacher. So the young warrior says, well, how do I find this great teacher? And his master says to him, you must study hard, but you also have to travel to this faraway land and you have to go up a mountain. But don't worry, people will direct you to find this great teacher. So the young warrior, he studies hard and he travels, he starts to travel. And he travels through many lands and many places and people are directing him because he's asking everyone, how do I find this great teacher? Where is this great teacher? And he gets to a certain place and they said, it's up this mountain. You have to go up this mountain. And he looks up the mountain and it is very high. It's a very high mountain. And the person at the bottom of the mountain says, you have to go there and you have to go to the top of the mountain and there the great teacher is and you will find the great teacher and you will talk with the great teacher and he will show you many wisdoms. So the warrior, the young warrior, he has traveled long and he has traveled hard and now he has a, a long beard and some of his clothes are tattered and ragged, but he says, I will do this. I will go and speak with the great teacher because many people have told me that this great teacher will give me much wisdom. He travels up the mountain and he goes past the wind and the snow because it's very cold up there. <clears throat> and he gets almost to the top and he sees a person up there. He says, are you the great teacher? And the person says, no, but you are doing good. You are almost there. Please keep going just a little bit more. And then he gets to the top. And at the top, he sees this person dressed in beautiful white clothing and very nice and fair skin. And he says, are you the great teacher? Are you the one I'm looking for? And the person says, no, but you must go into this cave. And in this cave, you will find the great teacher. So he says, okay, boy, I've got to travel some more. And he's a little cold now. And he's got a beard and he's red, but he studied hard to get to this point. And he goes into the cave. And when he goes into the cave, he looks around because the cave has stopped and there's no one there. But he looks on the ground and he reaches down and picks up a mirror. It's a mirror. And he looks into the mirror. And what does he see? He sees himself. And when he looks in the mirror and he sees himself, 
a great light appears in the cave and he's warm. And then he realizes that the great teacher is himself. I tell you this story because, well, let me share with you another story. Yesterday, I was at a high school and I was teaching children English. I was teaching them to speak English. You see, I am in the country of Japan. And here in Japan, I teach high school children how to hear English and how to speak English. I say that because I do not teach them grammar. They have a Japanese uh, English teacher who has studied English. These Japanese teachers have studied English for the most part of their lives and they've become professionals with their English. Their English is very good. Don't get me wrong. There's some subtleties that they miss, which is why I am there. I am there to round out their hearing, the students' hearing of English. I am in the classroom to round out the students' speaking of English. That's all I'm there for. So I'm in the classroom and the Japanese teacher and myself are performing an activity with the students. And the activity is about the telephone. Well, you may know about the telephone. The telephone was created in America by a person by the name of Alexander Graham Bell in the year 1876. Now, the very first telephone was the crank phone. They had to crank it and they had to talk into um, a, um, a mic or a little mouthpiece and they had to put a part on their ear. That was the first telephone. But the second telephone was what's called the rotary phone. The rotary phone. The rotary phone had a little wheel and it had holes with numbers in a, on, a, on a plaque behind the holes of the wheel. And you put your finger in there and you dial that number. And that was the rotary phone. Well, the children had to come to me and ask me about a paper that I had put together for them. The paper had blanks in the paper. And well, the first blank was the date of the first phone creation. So they had to come to me and make a question and say, what is the date that the phone, the first phone was created? And I would give them the answer, 1876. Now, by me saying 1876 to you may sound easy to you, but these are high school children. These are 16, 17, 18 year old students. And 1876 was something they had to, hmm, they had to think about. So I said, you, do you know 18? Do you know how to say 18 in Japanese? And the student said, mm, yeah, Juhachi. I said, yep, that's right. I said, do you know how to say 76 in Japanese? Mm, yeah, Nanaju loku. Okay, I said, okay. So I said, you put that together. I said, because this is the year 20. 19. That's Niju Juku. You put it together. This is the year 2019. So this one student came to me with the second question. Remember, the first question is what year was the phone created? Well, the second question had to do with my first phone that came into my life. When I was a child, my parents bought what was called the rotary phone. 
because when I was born, there was no smartphone, there was no push button phone, there was no digital phone or cordless phone. There was the rotary phone. Well, I told him the answer because the little girl said, and she's about 17, 18 years old, she said, what was the first phone that your parents bought for you or bought into your home? I said, it's the rotary phone. And she said, huh, rotary? I said, rotary, rotary phone. And she said, oh, and she got so excited because in the land of Japan, the R sound and the L sound are difficult to pronounce. Pretty much there's no R sound in Japan. There's only the L sound. And in Japan also, L and R to a, a Japanese person, a native Japanese person, pretty much sound the same. <laughs> it's, it's not funny, but it can be quite funny to me because R and L are two different letters with two different sounds. So I tried to get her to say the rotary phone. And she was saying, lotally, lotally. I said, no, follow me now. Rotary. And she could say it a little bit, but she hesitated. And I can understand this. And this is why I teach how to speak very good, very clear English. Now, let me ask you another question. Or let me ask you a question. If you are learning how to speak, let's say you're learning how to speak Japanese. Would you want to learn how to speak Japanese from a native English speaker? Let's say a native English teacher. Would you want to learn how to speak Japanese from me? Well, you might say yes, but I would be hesitant. I would say, no, you don't want to learn how to speak Japanese from me because my Japanese is not perfect by far, by a long shot. Would you want to learn how to speak Japanese from someone from your country? Maybe the person learned a little bit of Japanese. Well, you probably would say no to that as well. But if I asked you, do you want to learn how to speak very good, very clear Japanese from a native Japanese teacher? This person has been teaching Japanese all their life or most of their life, and they will teach you Japanese. Well, of course, the answer is obvious. And so in reverse, or let's say as another way of putting it, who do you want to learn how to speak English from? Would you want to learn how to speak English from a non-native English teacher? Let's say this English teacher has not spoke English when they was a child. They, do not, they did not grow up on English, but they studied English and maybe they can speak English somewhat. But would you want to learn how to speak English from them? Well, there are people that do teach English in countries around the world that are non-native English speakers. But if you want to speak very good, very clear English with all of its subtleties and some of the most difficult words in English, of course, you would choose 
a native English teacher. You know, I saw this video and I have it on my Facebook page. Um, it's not funny, but it can be rather amusing to watch because um, there is a, a teacher in this video and she is from a non-native English country. And she, you can hear in the background, because she's at a whiteboard, and she's got the word Google, G-O-O-G-L-E, written on the board. And you could hear that there are children in the background who are giving her their best attention, and they're actually wanting to learn. So they're watching her teach how to say the word Google. So she goes through each level, each letter. She says G, and they say G. She says, oh, they say, oh, she says, oh, they says, oh, she says, G, they say, G, she says, L, they say, L, she says, E, they say, E, she says, Gugaloo, and they say, Gugaloo. <laughs> so it, it, it sounds humorous, and in a way it is funny, but it's, it makes my point. This is a teacher who speaks English to a level, to a point and to a level, but not to the point and level to where she can teach it concisely and directly and even clearly and the best way that English can be learned because nothing to take away from her except for the fact that she is a non-native English teacher. And now I'm starting to see <clears throat> Across the internet, there are some, some people that are non-native English teachers that are trying to teach English, the spoken English. You see, as I always tell you, there are four parts to every language. There's reading, there's writing, there's listening, and there's speaking. Well, reading and writing pretty much goes hand in hand. Reading and writing, you can find all across the internet. You can find grammar pages. You can find sentence structure websites. You can find vocabulary and different stories to read across the internet. And you can also write those down, and you can learn how to write perfect English as well, which I also teach. But I specialize in teaching speaking very good, very clear English. Now, I say that because the listening and the speaking goes hand in hand as well. So the reading and writing goes hand in hand, the listening and speaking goes hand in hand. And when you put them all together, you have someone that can read, write, listen, and speak very good, very clear English. And therefore, they are speaking English just like me just like an American. As you know, my website, howtospeakenglishlikeanamerican.com forward slash free, you can go there and you can get the introductory course. But I can only teach English how to speak it like an American. That's all. I cannot teach how to speak English like an Indian, a person from India. I cannot teach how to speak English like a British person. I can only teach English how to speak it like an American because I am a native born 
American teacher, American English teacher. I have been raised on English. I've always loved English and I have studied it all my life and I have taught it. I have taught English for more than 20 years. So my question, of course, who do you want to learn your English from? Do you want to learn English from a non-native English teacher who was not raised on English and may not have taught it for more than 20 years and may not be an American? And don't get me wrong, there are some good teachers out there, I do believe. Or would you rather learn English from an English American speaker, an English American teacher who has taught English for more than 20 years? That is, seems to be an obvious answer. Well, an obvious question with an obvious answer. For me, when I came to Japan, I would rather speak and learn Japanese from a native Japanese teacher, and especially someone who has the experience of teaching Japanese to someone such as myself who was never around Japanese when I was born. So think about it. And I think the answer is obvious. To me, it's very obvious. If I wanted to speak a language, I would want the native of that tongue to speak that language to me. And this is why I teach how to speak English just like an American. Go to howtospeakenglishlikeanamerican.com and get my free introductory course, how to speak English like an American.com forward slash free. If you put the forward slash free, you'll be able to get the free introductory course. And I'll see you in the next video. Okay? Take care.